Shivani, Jesse the Body Ventura in the arena, and we begin this edition of Saturday Night with the man who'll be right in the center of the ring tomorrow night, the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. That's right, you talk about legends, not only wrestling legends, but the legends of announcers, Gordon Soley. I love it, Tony. There you see him, Davey Boy Smith, as you said it, Tony. He will be the center of attention tomorrow night at Slamboree when he takes on the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, Big Van Vader. We're gonna rock you suckers like this. Now then, hip cats, what is shaking? Welcome to episode 35 of Acceptable in the 90s. And Motormouth may have been cancelled, but this Motormouth just keeps on a going. We have a customary Saturday special, and it is a pay per view pre show doozy as we talk about the last episode of WCW Saturday Night before Slamboree. Will there be time for a final push for the event, or will this just be another show? Let us find out together. But before we can, it's time to open a can and go to the Big Meaty Cool Craft Beer Review. And today I have got a special edition from Vocation Brewery. This is a Roll With It Double Dry Hopped Pale Ale at 5.2% ABV. It promises to be a free and easy pale hopped with Amarillo and Citra. It promises to be hazy poppy and soft and we're told to expect notes of grapefruit, orange and lime complete with a soft juicy finish. Well I have given this a pour, I'm not going to lie to you it looks a little bit anemic but it is hazy, the head's already disappeared but that's okay I think this is designed to be drunk straight from the can but I poured it into a customary craft chalice so while the BPMs take over your brain I am going to give this a little taste. Okay, so I do realise I was a little wild there, but I actually gave this a couple of tastes and frankly, this is absolutely lovely. Um, it is absolutely citrus up to the nuts. You can really taste the grapefruit. You can definitely taste the orange. And there is a little bit of lime in the aftertaste. It's got a really nice mouthfeel. And um, don't let the look of it fool you. This is surprisingly solid. This is really what a sessionable pale ale should taste like. So this is going to be quite the enjoyable taste as I get into the rest of this show. And we are almost ready to roll on with our review. But before we can, we need to head to the 90s newsroom to discuss the happenings from this day in history for May the 22nd, 1993. The new WKRP in Cincinnati, an ensemble TV sitcom sequel created by Hugh Wilson and set in a struggling radio station, concluded its syndicated run on this day in history. It seems to be very American and sounds rubbish and appeared to have mixed reviews. In boxing, Riddick Burr TKO'd Jesse Ferguson via second round knockout for his second defence of the WBA and lineal heavyweight boxing titles. 
In the pop charts, That's The Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson was at number one in the US, while in the UK, All That She Wants by Ace of Base was still in the top spot. Meanwhile at the box office, Dave still had one day left at the top of the US charts, while in the UK, Indecent Proposal, starring Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson, started a three-week run at number one. The May 22nd edition of WCW Saturday Night was recorded on May 18, 1993 from the Centre Stage Theatre in Atlanta, Georgia. Having taken two weeks away to complete filming of Demolition Man, Jesse the Body Ventura rejoins the commentary table alongside Tony Schiavone. Our first match of the show sees our number one contender to the WCW World Heavyweight title get one last warm-up as the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, takes on Pat Rose. Rose tries to trip Bulldog as the bell rings, but Bulldog manages to stay grounded as we start with a lock-up or two. Rose goes into the ropes and tastes a few shoulder blocks before Bulldog hits a nice hip toss and a hanging vertical suplex. Rose is out for the count as a whip leads to another Bulldog shoulder block before Smith gets Rose in the corner. Rose attempts a reversal but eats boot in the corner before a few headbutts take Rose down for a headlock. Rose reverses out and hits a few stomps but only gets one on the cover. A single leg takedown from Bulldog turns into a half crab as commentary talk about what Bulldog needs to do to take Vader down as Bulldog utilises another headlock. Rose backs Bulldog into a corner for punches but Bulldog reverses an Irish whip before hitting the running power slam for the win. Alright Jesse, he is the challenger and Davey Boy, some bad news. The lawyers for Big Van Vader have talked to WCW. We have to grant him the right to have the public workout and we will have that later on in this program. Well, like I said last week, and like I'm saying right now, tonight, I'm making sure that that match, that public workout, will not happen. Because I'm here to make sure no one else gets hurt. So Van Vader, Mr. Race, tomorrow night, live on pay-per-view at the Omni, it's me and you at Slumbery 93, the next WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Bank on it! The British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, still to come, more action on TBS fans. Stay with us. He's not a bad wrestler, but by heck, he really likes to shout, doesn't he? Big Van Vader in the Omni had better wear earplugs. A nice squash here to keep Davy Boy strong. Can you say new world champion? A makeshift team for Slamboree gets a chance to warm up now, as the wrecking crew give themselves up for the natural Dustin Rhodes and Kensuke Sasaki. Rhodes starts with a lock-up and arm-ringers on Thingy before hitting a clothesline off the ropes and covering for one. Thingy locks up again and hits a shoulder block, but Rhodes gets a drop toe hold and tags in Sasaki, who softens the left leg with knees and a leg lock. Rhodes tags back in to continue working the leg, including a smooth ankle lock, as Watsit cheers Thingy on. Sasuke tags back in to continue working the leg as Thingy struggles to get to his feet. Thingy rakes the eyes of Sasuke and clubs him before tagging in Watsit, who comes off the top with an axe handle. 
Watts it comes off the ropes but lands into a drop toe hold as Sasuke starts to work his leg before Rhodes tags in and hits a knee drop and another leg lock that Watts it powers out of before Thingy cheats behind the referee's back. Rhodes ducks a clothesline but walks into a power slam before Thingy tags back in with an axe handle but Rhodes manages a sunset flip for two. Thingy clubs the back and takes Rhodes down with a shoulder block before tagging Watsit in to apply a sleeper that Rhodes quickly reverses. Watsit forces Rhodes into the corner to break the hold before both men collide in the middle. Rhodes and Watsit tag their partners and Sasuke gets the upper hand with a backdrop and elbow before hitting a massive power slam to bring all four guys in. Rhodes reverses an Irish whip to send Thingy or Watsit into a Sasuke judo throw for the pin and the win. Rhodes and Sasuke showed some good chemistry here leading into their match at Slamboree versus Rick Rude and Paul Orndorff. I still think the Wrecking Crew need to go, but they were relatively inoffensive here and are a decent enough power team for good baby faces to beat. This is the Slamboree Control Center. I'm Eric Bischoff. The event we've been waiting for is almost here. Slamboree 93, a Legends reunion, comes your way tomorrow night exclusively on pay-per-view. Now, for the past four weeks, we've been bringing to you the moments leading up to the big event. The superstars of WCW, combined with the nostalgia of the many legends in attendance, will make this an evening to remember. Earlier today, the legends and the fans got together at the Omni for Slam Meet, a once-in-a-lifetime chance for the fans to meet their favorite superstars from the past. And of course, as you know, Slam Feast is taking place tonight. But tomorrow is the big event. And here's the rundown. For the WCW World Heavyweight title, Big Van Vader, along with his manager, Holly Rates, meets the challenge of the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. The NWA heavyweight title will be on the line as Barry Windham defends against the enforcer, Arn Anderson. A giant cage match will decide the World Tag Team Championship as the Hollywood Blondes, Flying Brian and Stunning Steve meet former champions Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Shane Douglas. It will be a battle for respect as Sting meets the challenge of the 360 pound mammoth, Scott Flash Norton. A grudge match as ravishing Rick Rude and Paul Orndorff meet the U.S. heavyweight champion Dustin Rhodes and Kintsuki Sasaki. Now reports tell us that regardless of his injury, Sasaki will be at tomorrow night's event. Two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell face the duo of beautiful Bobby and Chris Benoit. And no doubt this is the biggest match in the careers of Two Cold Scorpio and Bagwell. Max Payne will be playing his guitar, Norma Jean. And listen to this. It will be history in the making as we'll have three matches featuring the legends, a singles match, a tag team event, and a big six-man matchup. Quite possibly some bad blood from the past will still linger as far as the legends are concerned. And the nature boy, Ric Flair, will be on the set of a flair for the gold as he will have a special guest on hand. Who will that be? We'll have to wait till tomorrow night to find out. Hi, fans, welcome back to WCW Saturday Night, and Colonel Rob Parker has joined me. A lot of speculation. You talked about this this man you have found, this new superstar you found. Tell us who he is. Who's the man you're going to bring yeah. to Slamboree tomorrow night? Hold on a minute, Tony. I don't want to spoil your surprise, son. Why don't you just have yourself a cigar here? 
and let me handle the talking. Besides, if I was to say who the mystery man is, I doubt very much Mr. Hammer would even show up. You know, toenails just a few short weeks ago, seems like yesterday. Hammer come down, took hold of my coat, jerked me all around. He bruised my feelings. He insulted my integrity. Hammer, you're a big man. I'm gonna say that for you. But boy, you are highly limited. Now what I'm gonna do for Mr. Hammer tomorrow night, Slamboree, I'm gonna introduce you to a bigger man, Mr. Hammer, that has absolutely no limits. When this man walks, the ground shakes, Tony. This man fears no one. This man rules the world. I'm gonna tell you something, Mr. Hammer. You come down there, have somebody bring you, because going home, I'm gonna take care of. Because I'm gonna roll your Cadillac, that gurney down the ringside, and I'm gonna see my man put you on it. Guarantee you that. Good day to you, Tony. Good day to you, Colonel Parker, as we go back to the ring. It's Sid, isn't it? The stretcher, the whole man who rules the world line. It's Sid, isn't it? Yeah, it's Sid. Oh, I do hope it's Sid. That would be delightful. The announced matches for Slamboree are shaping up for a decent card too. WCW's answer to Tony Iommi makes his way to the ring now, as Max Payne faces the man that looks like a jacked version of your mam's window cleaner, Larry Corey. I wonder if Larry does clean windows in that one piece. Johnny B. Bad is also mad that he can't shoot his muck over the fans, since Payne stole his bad blaster. Payne works the arm in the corner early before whipping Corey in the corner, but misses a splash. However, he managed to hit a nasty backhand, snap suplex and a short arm DDT before the painkiller armbar wins the match for Payne. Nothing amazing, but Payne is growing on me. Commentary announced that Payne will be playing a lick or two at the pay-per-view, which should be lovely. Alright fans, welcome back to Saturday Night Still to Come. Nature Boy Ric Flair, a player with a gold. He'll be talking to the man who now has that US heavyweight strap, and that is Ravishing Rick Rude. But if we go back and take a look at exactly what happened in that match, it was very obvious that both men got one shoulder up on the three count, Jesse, and that's why there's a big controversy over this. Well, Tony, we all know in athletics today it can be a game of microseconds. It can get down to that tenth of a second. Makes the difference between winning and losing. And if you look real, real close, Tony, you see the good precision I can see. Rude's shoulder got up one-tenth of a second faster than Dustin Rhodes did. Rude has the title in his possession. Far as I'm concerned, he's the champ. You saw that? One-tenth or a quarter of a second before? I saw it, didn't you? No. Well, then again, I wouldn't trust your eyesight either with a coat like that. <laughs> Fans, we're going to have a ruling on that. Both men are claiming they are the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. We'll have that ruling next week. But right now, let's go to the ring. We come back with tag team action, as the Texicans, Tex Slazinger and Shanghai Pierce, take on Eric Watts and Robbie V. Hey, you know who Robbie V is, don't you? That's right. A jobber. I don't get why Shanghai Pierce wears a mask. He can't be that ugly. Watson Pierce start with a lockup that Pierce gets the best of as he works Watts' arm, but Eric reverses into a nice hammerlock that Pierce then reverses. Watts gets a fireman's carry into an armbar as Pierce gets to his feet and gets a rope break. 
Pierce gets a drop toe hold that Watts reverses before Pierce powers out and hits a shoulder block, but Watts gets an arm drag and a takedown. Robbie tags in with an axe handle, but Pierce hits a slam that Robbie turns into an arm bar. Slazenger tags in, but misses an elbow drop as Robbie hits quick kicks, a slam and a standing moonsault for two. Robbie gets the arm bar and tags Watts in, who continues the hold before working the left leg. Slazenger powers out, but Watts continues with leg kicks to hook Slazenger with an STF. But the referee is distracted, so Pierce breaks things up. Slazenger catches Watts off the ropes and tags in Pierce, who hits a snap suplex to Watts for two before tagging Slazenger back in. Watts ducks a clothesline and both men collide. Watts manages to make the tag and Robbie hits chops and a backdrop before drop kicking both men. All four men are now in the ring and Watts is admonished before Robbie V gets caught with a bull rope for the dirty pin and the dirty win. I was thinking that this match was following the formula of the last tag match too much before we got the cheap tactics for the heel win. Slazenger and Pierce are a fine team that would make really good contenders if given a few more wins. Eric Watts has massively grown on me since his dad buggered off as well and he's now left to find his own way. But Robbie V is really missing something. Maybe a pair of boots and some colour to his singlets might make him more of a... Hurleffing show, if you will. After the break, we get the posturing glory of Too Cold Scorpio, who heads out to the ring to challenge Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff for the WCW World TV title. Whenever I see Scorpio dancing to the ring, I picture Homer Simpson doing the Rapmaster 2000 megaphone to advise people to stay in their homes. Orndorff gets ridiculous heat off those Paula chants. Lovely stuff. Also, you know I've got to say it, but people thought Paul Orndorff had a tiny penis, but on the other hand, think about it. Both men circle each other cautiously, as Orndorff George acts with the front row before a lock-up starts us off. Orndorff rings the arm a few times before applying a wrist lock as Scorpio looks in pain. Orndorff takes the high flyer to the ground with a hammerlock, before Scorpio rolls out into an arm lock of his own. Paula elbows out and works the back and neck of Scorpio, looking to neutralise the aerial assault. Scorpio flips over Orndorff in the corner and hits a few drop kicks as Paula bails outside. The crowd get all 1993 on our asses as Scorpio catches a breather while Paula bullies some children. Scorpio chases Orndorff back inside, but eats a shoulder block before Scorpio gets a hip toss into an armbar and leg drop before working the arm again, cinching some punches to the shoulder for good measure. Orndorff is now grounded as Scorpio keeps things tight, but Orndorff eventually makes it to his feet and hip tosses Scorpio off before working his back again to force Scorpio outside. Back in the ring, Scorpio blocks a backdrop but runs into a military press before elbows from Orndorff soften the abdomen before Paula gets the armbar. Scorpio fights out and hits a crossbody for two, but Orndorff hits a belly-to-back suplex and slows the pace again as two minutes remain in the match. A right hook shocks Orndorff before Scorpio hits a sunset flip for two and a schoolboy also for two. Scorpio only gets two on what was a blatant three on an O'Connor roll before Scorpio accidentally knocks the referee when he gets between both men. 
This allows Orndorff to hit Scorpio with a foreign object for the pin and the win, before Ron Simmons sticks his bloody nose in, prompting the referee to reverse the decision when Simmons shows the referee Orndorff's arse. I love the concept of the World Television Championship, especially the tightness that comes with the 10 minute time limit. Orndorff is a worthy champion too, playing up to heel tactics to run the clock down and look for any opportunity to get an advantage. I guess the extended programme will be Simmons and Orndorff, but I'll settle for this if the team of Scorpio and Bagwell continue to get a decent push. Back from the break, Scott Flash Norton comes out to face an unknown jobber, but there's no point learning the name of a man who is about to die. Scott starts with a choke bomb and shoulder barge, before whipping his man into the corner for a lariat, before Death by Power Slam gets the win in less than a minute. He certainly doesn't get paid by the hour, folks, although I am looking forward to him facing Sting at Slamboree. Hopefully, the match gets a bit more time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a flare for the gold with your host, Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Also featuring Beefy the Maid. Tonight's special guest will be the former U.S. heavyweight champion, Ravishing Rick Rude. And now, Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Hey, hey. Darling, you are looking incredibly beautiful tonight. Well, for everybody out there that thinks we're in Tokyo, we're not, but we're the second best thing. We're at a flare for the gold. We're at Penthouse Paradise. I'm the Nature Boy, and we got a hot one for you tonight. Right, Double A? You know Before do, I go any further, let's face it, this is a weekend we've all waited for. It's honest. Slamboree 93 Legends Reunion, baby. It's here. And before I bring out my most distinguished guest, let me walk over here and say hello to a man that very possibly could be the next NWA World's Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. I'm talking about Arn Anderson because it's this weekend, Double A. Are you ready? You know I am, champ. All right, well, listen, let's not delay the show any further. Guys, take a deep breath. Girls, take a deep breath. Guys, you first. Fifi, walk that aisle. Give these guys a chance to cook and smoke. This is it, guys. It's a flare for the gold. We are live. And sweetheart, you are killing me tonight. Woo! Okay, without further ado, girls, they say he's the sexiest man in all of professional sports. I'm talking about the most controversial for the moment. U.S. champion of all time, Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> Rick, brother, you're looking live hard enough. Thanks Rick. for coming on the Good show. Good to see you. How about this, brother? It's looking Peace beautiful. First things first, though, Rick. A couple questions on my mind. You need to smarten your producer up to the fact that I am the current United States champion. And second of all, I think the producer should have told me it was going to be Oriental. I would have dressed for the occasion. I'm a little bit overdressed, you understand? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll handle the producer on both counts, but you know the niche. I wouldn't invite you to a party if I didn't have it all laid out. Fifi, how about taking the big man back here to the cabana 
letting him slide into something Ooh, a little more comfortable. Ooh, yes. We'll take care of this How about move. the champ? Like I said, guys, while he's changing clothes, let's talk about Slam Marie 93. You girls speak English? No, you can come to the party. It's going to be hot. The biggest weekend in professional wrestling of the year. I'm talking about Legends Reunion. And on my behalf, let me tell you the biggest surprise of the decade for professional wrestling fans. We're going to have a live segment. Flair for the Gold, that's right there, live on Slammery 93. And as promised, the Nature Boy will deliver the most impacting development in all of sports. The Four Horsemen, I mean, the original Four Horsemen will be on the show live. I'm talking about my main man, the Enforcer. I'm talking about Tully Blanchard, yours truly the Nature Boy, and our mentor himself, Ole Anderson, right there live, Slammery 93. It's gonna be hot. Now, Double A, think about it, brother. We got two major, excuse me, three major world title matches. Davey Boy Smith could very well be the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And Double A, brother, you could be the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. All in one night. Now that's a little bit more what like a rock. Right? How about it, beat me the chest? The hair, brother, you're driving the girl. The hair, crazy. the chest. How about it, ladies? Looking good, isn't he, girls? Have a seat, Ravishing Rick Rude. Brother, I'm so glad you came on the show. Hey, sushi, beautiful women. What more could you ask for? Brother, this is the hottest show on TV. No, Nate. Something about the taste of raw fish. It sets my soul on fire. <laughs> oh, man. What about that Fifi? Any girl who can get me out of my clothes as fast as she did is number one in my book. Hey, Fifi, come here. Here you go, baby. Oh, you don't have to do that. Hey, everything on this show is complimentary. It's on a nature boy. You don't have to. Get, you better get one out of my pocket too, brother. You're gonna spoil her tonight, huh? You are number one, aren't you? <laughs> hey, Rick. Talking about being number one, brother. I saw the match last week. A little controversy, but man, you seem to have everything in control. And here you are with the U.S. belt in your possession. Nine tenths of the law, brother. You could be the man for a long time. That's right. Now we're winding down to Slamboree 93. And there's going to be a whole lot of people with a whole lot of opportunities. Number one, Dustin Rhodes. He's been moaning the blues. He's been telling the people that I stole his belt. Slamboree's his chance to get even if he's man enough. Well, and hey. Kensuke Sasaki. He's been moaning the blues about the permanent kink I put in his neck. Same deal. Slabbery, Sasaki, get even if you can. Well, Rick, we all know, brother, they stripped you of the belt when you had a bad injury. They didn't even had a tournament. You weren't in the tournament as far as I'm concerned. Dustin Rhodes still something that probably has been yours for a long time. Enough about Dustin Rhodes. Enough about Sasaki. Slambury 93, the legends of the past and the heroes of the present. And in my book, Mr. Flair, you fall into both of those categories. You are a legend from the past and you are a hero of the present day. Well, brother, that's the nicest thing one's ever said to me. How do you get stuff like that after last I'm week? only being honest, Rick, but my question is this. What does the future hold for the Nature Boy? Is the Nature Boy going to lace up the boots? Is he going to pull on the tights? Is he going to put that beautiful $10,000 robe around his shoulders and style and profile down the aisle like days of old? And if you are, is Ravishing Rick Rude in the United States title oh, in your Rick, future? You know, let me tell you, brother. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, Rick. I realize there's a time for business and there's a time for pleasure. 
And this is obviously... Brother, I knew you were my kind of man. The time my for kind of man! Now when Ravishing Rick Rude gets a little, he gives a little. Oh. And for the hospitality that you and AA have shown me here today, I've got a little present for you. A present for the Nates? A present, and it's just about time. And AA? Fifi, out for me too. Go get me the too. present. For the two of you. I like it's right down your alley. I like oh, surprise. Hey, you worked so hard <laughs> to build that this. big body. You worked so hard to become a champion, brother. Fifi, I know. Foo -foo. Double A, look at this. Ooh, H, double A, foo-foo. Uh, foo-foo. We'll give him a close-up look. Hey, yes. Nate, you got a pay for oh, the pizza baby. Nate, yes. Rick Nate. Blair, nine-time world heavyweight champion, baby. Hold on, Nate. This is the enforcer, double A. You got a pay for the pencil? Yes. Yeah, hey, uh, pay for the pencil, Pete. Come on, right now for Rick. Come on. Uh, Brother, Rick, something? It's not, it's not raining outside. What's with it? I don't know. Trench coat. Hey, this is really nice of you, my Wait, friend. Rick, uh, what's with the trench coat, Rick? Hey, brother, okay, my kind of man. Show them what you can do. Hey, guys, have a good time, and Thanks, don't Rick. do anything I wouldn't do, Rick, all right? You're right. The <laughs> hey, brother, you got cut blast. Come on back and show anytime. All right, double A. Woo! <laughs> We're going to have a girl with the mind of over your eyes. It's in Tokyo, brother. This is a 10 off paradise. Oh, man. Double A! Uh, Woo! Uh, All right! Uh, <laughs> Woo! Sit uh, on here, baby. This is great stuff. Hey, as promised, the hottest show on television. And next week, turn that tube on. Woo! And we'll tell you what happened when the lights went out. How about it, dude? Only Ric Flair could pull off what should be the herkiest thing on TV. These segments are, quite literally, gold. He promises that the original Four Horsemen will be appearing on a special slambery edition of Flair for the Gold tomorrow. Let's just see, shall we? Our next match sees a WCW return of two big blonde behemoths, as Big Sky takes on the man called Sting. Before the match starts, Vinnie Vegas had this to say. Sting, tomorrow night slamboree. Big Scott Norton. Hey, but wait. Tonight, my partner and you, Big Sky, warm up? No, I don't think so. You know, Sting, you take my man too lightly. You might not even make it tomorrow night. I guarantee this is a gamble you should never Big Sky is flipping massive and Sting struggles to lift him for a slam initially before Sky slams Sting but misses an elbow before Sting slams him back and hits a clothesline. Sting gets a Boston Crab that's broken in the ropes before Sky hits a stun gun in the ropes and works on the ribs in the corner. Sting ducks a clothesline and hits a cartwheel kick, drop kick and a clothesline before missing the Stinger splash. Vinnie Vegas trips Sting before Sting rallies back to take Vegas out and roll up Sky for the win. This match was better than it had any right to be, but it wasn't good. Sky is just another of those two-move Charlies that held a blatant talent in Kevin Nash back. 
I don't know how he keeps the patience to stick around, to be honest. After the break, Vader comes out for the last of his public workouts before Slamboree. There are five jobbers taking the stinky punishment here, as Vader hits a series of slams, presses and chokes while posturing to the crowd. Each man falls easily, before a sixth man gets involved following the dreaded Vader powerbomb. Well, this ought to be interesting. Davy Boy Smith coming out the ringside. This public workout is over. It's finished. It's over right now, Tony Schiavone. Well, maybe you'd like to try it yourself, huh? You want to do me? Maybe you'd like to. Try it's open to anyone. It's open to any human being. How about me, right now? Right now, just get right on in. Whoa! You heard it, he said the public workout is open to anybody. Davy Boy Smith, look at this! He's got Harley Race! Oh, and Vader's got him! Well, I'll tell you what, Davy Boy Smith walked out into this. Any beating he takes because of this, he asked for it. Whoa! Tony, we're less than 24 hours away. I can't wait. The night of the legends, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, Big Van Vader, David. Wait a minute. Something's happening. We understand. Craig Leathers, our director, says something is going on in the back, Jesse. Let's get a camera in the back and see exactly what's going on here. And now we go to my final thoughts.
WCW have once again put on a strong show to lead into the pay-per-view tomorrow. None of the matches are out and out classics, but the right people are showcased going into Slamboree, and it'll be interesting to see Davy Boy Smith and Vader hopefully put on a clinic. Sunday can't come soon enough. Star of the night is Davy Boy Smith. Yes, he's a bit corny, but he's a solid wrestler and a recognisable star. WCW have the potential to crack the international market if they use Davy Boy right, and a big title change could help that. Match of the night was the TV title match. Scorpio is blatantly my guy, and while this wasn't his best performance, Orndorff put on a clinic in being an opportunistic heel who gets ahead at any opportunity. Highlight of the night really shouldn't be, but I'm getting a real kick out of these Flair for the Gold segments. Ric Flair had a pate that could sell ice to the Inuits, and it's that unbelievable skill that make these compelling. He and Rick Rude both looked to be having a right laugh as well. The low light of the night must be the fact that an out and out potential star in Vinny Vegas is relegated to management treatment for a man nowhere near good enough to lace his boots when he would benefit from five minutes with Sting instead. Ted Turner, this is how you lose homegrown talent. Well folks, I will be back tomorrow with the last wrestling orientated episode of Acceptable in the 90s for a while as after Slamboree I'll be taking a little break from covering the wrestling and looking at some 90s favourites from the world of comedy, music and TV advertising. I'll see you tomorrow for an in-depth look into Slamboree 1993. But, in the meantime and in between time, stay beefy! Meat Cider!